This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Good morning, 
And welcome to your Catholic Corner for the 27th of March, or the fourth Sunday in Lent on the Church's calendar. You're listening to FM 89.0, Independent Community Media. And uh, your Catholic Corner is generously sponsored by the parish of St. Matthew's Hillcrest. Michael Crawford was singing my usual Ave Maria as an introductory, a very appropriate song in view of the content of my program. This week seems devoid of major feast days as progress makes its way through the season of Lent. One major one, though, is the Feast of the Annunciation last Friday. More of that in a minute as we recall the base of Christian faith. Christians believe there is an almighty God who created the entire universe. If there was a Big Bang, God started it. In a village called Nazareth, a virgin girl named Mary miraculously conceived a child who was God-made man named Jesus. Jesus grew up, preached the word of his father for three years, was condemned to death on the cross by his critics, but rose from the dead on Easter Sunday. His rising and overcoming death is the basis and proof of the Christian faith. Mary's acceptance of her role at the beginning of this story was pivotal. So let us listen to the Michael Mangan singers sing Mary Said Yes. Let us hear a bit more about the Annunciation. 
The Feast of the Annunciation of the Lord commemorates the most sublime moment in the history of time, the moment when the second divine person of the Most Holy Trinity assumed human nature in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Thus it is a feast of our Lord, even as it is of Mary, although the liturgy centres on the Mother of God. Mary was always faithful to God's will. She was faithful at the stable in Bethlehem. She was faithful on the flight to Egypt. She was faithful when Jesus was lost in the temple. She was faithful. Um, she was faced on the foot of the cross and we pray that we will follow her example and be faithful to God with our own lives. And just to clarify things, let us listen to the gospel, <clears throat> the gospel of Luke, what he says about this particular occasion. This is Luke chapter 1. At that time, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at this, saying, saying as she tried to understand what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favour with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and we called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be, so I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this in the sixth month. for nothing will be impossible to God, although she was called barren. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And, as an aside, the son of Elizabeth was John the Baptist. So that is the Feast of the Annunciation. The feast was celebrated from the early days of Christendom. The exchange of the angel has been condensed into the words of the Hail Mary. The prayer says, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. A very common prayer said by so many people in so many ways and it's the basis of the Catholic devotion, the Rosary. And the Latin version of this prayer, the Hail Mary, is Ave Maria, hence my opening music.
Now the time here is 8.41, here on Free 89.0, and you're listening to your Catholic Corner. Mary bore that Godchild was there and was there at his death. Michael Mangan singers cover his journey from cradle to the cross. Step along the way, 
to the cross you were there talking about Mary's uh, participation in the life of her son Jesus right from the feast of the Annunciation we've been talking about where she accepted that she would bear a child who was to be Jesus until the time he was crucified and of course uh, all these events we are in Lent and this is a time leading up to when her son Jesus was uh, sentence and died on the cross. And Lent is a time of preparation leading up to these Holy Week events, and which I'm sure this program will cover in the next week or two. Holy Week is when Christ's death and glorious resurrection on Easter Sunday is commemorated. During Lent, for the believers, some do very little, but others go without things that they want. Others pray more or go to extra services and an extra mass. One such extra service is the Stations of the Cross. Here in my parish, this service is on Wednesday at 7pm at Tirapa, and at, on Friday at 7pm at Fairfield. It's a distinguishing feature of all Catholic churches, and it may be in others, but I, I have never seen it, are the 14 icons around the walls, sometimes grouped together, sometimes right round the whole church. Sometimes they're mosaics, sometimes just pictures, sometimes they're little statuettes or reliefs. The idea of the Stations of the Cross is to focus on each image as appropriate prayers are said and reflect that Jesus suffered and died for us. I'll briefly cover what these 14 stations are. The Stations of the Cross, or the Way of the Cross, as it is known. The first station, Jesus is condemned to death. Our innocent Saviour accepts the unjust sentence of death on the cross to atone for my sins. The second station, Jesus carries his cross. The burden of the cross demanded heroic sacrifice from our blessed Lord, yet willingly he accepts it for love of us. Station 3. 
Jesus falls the first time. The heavy cross and the weight of man's sinfulness overwhelm the divine victim and he falls into the dust of the street. The fourth station, Jesus meets his mother. The heart of Mary was pierced with sorrow when she saw her innocent son carrying the cross made so heavy by our sins. Number five, Simon of Cyrene helps Jesus carry the cross. Our blessed Lord was so weak and tired that he permitted Simon to help him carry his cross. Sixth station, Veronica wipes the face of Jesus. The image of the Saviour was imprinted on the veil which the compassionate Veronica pressed to the face of Jesus. And it is this image that is um, the contentious shroud of Turin. The seventh station, the second fall of Jesus. Because of agonizing pain and weakness, Jesus falls once more, but rising again, he carries the cross onward. The eighth station, Jesus consoles the woman of Jerusalem. Jesus forgets his own sorrow and pain to console the weeping woman of Jerusalem. The ninth, the third fall of Jesus. On the slopes of Calvary, Jesus falls the third time, yet he struggles to his feet, determined to reach his place of sacrifice. The tenth station, Jesus is stripped of his garments. The blood-soaked garments are torn from his scourged body so that Jesus might be stripped of every comfort in life. The eleventh station, Jesus is nailed to the cross. How frightful the agony of Jesus as the soldiers hammer, uh, hammer rough nails through his hands and feet. And you can imagine how we suffer when we have a simple thing like a, th a thorn or a bee sting or scratch ourselves, what having nails through your hands would mean. The twelfth station, Jesus dies on the cross. The divine victim, obedient unto death, gives supreme proof of his love for men. The thirteenth station, Jesus is taken down from the cross. What grief and tragedy as Mary holds in her broken heart the lifeless body of her son. And the final station, Jesus is laid in the sepulchre or tomb. The body of Jesus was reverently laid in the tomb by his loving mother and devoted disciples. <coughs> as, you can, <coughs> as you can see, the way of the cross. And of course, this is the whole basis of the Christian faith, that Jesus followed the way of the cross and died to save us, but on Easter Sunday rose again. And it suddenly occurs to me, um, while he was on earth, Jesus called his followers to do things. He didn't say, just stick around and um, everything will be right. He said you had to make sacrifices and do things and pray. It's not for me to judge, but I wonder about those people that believe in God but do nothing about it, or even worse, the atheist, how they get on with this. 
If you don't believe, that is fine. Uh, if, in very simple terms, if there is no God, we're all in the same boat. Uh, if there is a God, which I firmly believe, um, at least I'm trying to be on the right track. Um, I just wonder how the others will get on. But that's not a judgment. But um, we encourage everyone to worship the Father. And just one final haunting little song that leads up to the crucifixion. And um, this is called, Where Were You There When They Crucified My Lord?
there when they laid him in the tomb. And thanks to government restrictions easing, at least in Tirapa, we can now have a full church, up to 200 people inside. But time is up now, so keep up the good work and Lent. Make a resolution to go to a service somewhere um, at Easter. And thanks again to St Matthews for supporting us in this program. Do tune in next Sunday at 8.30 to FM 89.0 for your Catholic Corner. And have a good day out there. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.